Hey, Sabri. What should we do on today's podcast? The same thing we do every podcast, James. Try to save the world. It's Aubrey and James. It's Aubrey and James. One is a jock. The other plays games. Welcome, everybody, back to episode 11 of Two Fools Save the World. Sabri, what's going on, man? Uh, nothing much. Good to see you, James. Long time no see. Like, we actually, Sabri and I actually had a chance to get together and hang out for the first time in. God, I don't even know how long, I guess, since even COVID-19. So it's been yeah, a while. At least four months, right? God, I probably, yeah, even like that. I mean, we, we hang out every now and then to play game nights with the homies and whatnot, though. But ever since COVID-19 and Corona like started, it's been really hard to get everybody together. And for the record, I was against doing it because I'm in the healthcare field. But James was a brave man. He put on his cape and his mask. <laughs> And he was like, let's do this. So I was like, all right, I warned you. And we did it, and he's still alive. So, hey, good for him. I mean, it doesn't take very much to convince me to wear a cape and mask, just saying. I, I kind of take the opportunity to put it on anytime I can get. But, you know, I mean, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> but just so you guys know, it did take a lot to convince him to take off his dun-dun-duns outside of his pants. I was like, bro, put him on the inside of your pants, not the outside of your pants. How often do I get to show off my Iron Man underwear, man? Come on now. <laughs> More often than you think. <laughs> Anytime. I have no shame. What can I say? Anyways, start off again. And, you know, we're going to start off with the segment that we like to call a little good news. So we're just going to kick it off with that. A little good news from Two Fools. It was hard to kind of think exactly what, because a lot of, you know, bad shit's been going on in the week. But th- this week, for me at least, I got happy and made me feel more at home. My running trails are opened up again. So I'm really enjoying that, being able to get out and run and work out. I don't realize how much I missed it until today. So I am happy for that. And also, this is now how I know I'm getting, like, really, really fucking old now, is that I bought a cast iron pan and I bought a ribeye steak and I'm extremely excited <laughs> for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah i know a lot of people are happy to work out and uh i know one person which is you is happy to uh make his old man snake in the old man uh skillet <laughs> that sounds like good let me know if uh, you have had leftovers i'll come over again you know i never thought about actually hunting my shit in the trails that's a good idea <laughs> <laughs> he comes back with a rabbit <laughs> man what did the rabbit do to you Damn. what did the rabbit do to you he looked at me funny. Didn't like him. <laughs> you name it, Bugs. Bugs <laughs> money. Uh, a little good news on my part. Uh, just some stuff I found. I was just searching uh, the internet, and PayPal uh, commits over $500 million to support minority-owned businesses. Louisville and Kentucky, uh, they banned the no-knock police raids that got passed. A high school senior from Buffalo, New York, named Antonio Gwynn Jr., cleaned his city for 10 hours after a protest. This was televised by the media. And then um, a nice man named Matt Block heard about this, and he wanted to give him his 2004 Mustang convertible that he was kind of struggling or reluctant to, to get rid of. And once he heard this news about Antonio cleaning the city after a protest, he decided to give him his Mustang for free. And the last good news I wanted to mention was uh, now when you Google Two Fools Podcast, 
we're number one in the search topic. So that's pretty cool news for us. Woo! We're number one. We're number one. We're <laughs> number one. Screw you, COVID. We're number one. <laughs> so speaking of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, oh, yeah, COVID. Uh... Oh, yeah. It's back. <laughs> or some might say it's back. Some might not say it's back. I am seeing an upward trend. And it's not looking good. It never really went away. I think it's halftime for COVID. I think, you know, it sat on the bench. It drank this Gatorade, you know, it, it took a little couple of breathers and whatnot. You know, watched the other people on the bench run around, have some fun. Now it got back out there in his game time. Yeah, but it was it was trending down. And why did it not go away? What, what started happening? What changes happened? Well, of course. Ah! Maybe the country started opening up. Yeah, maybe some protesting. Maybe some things getting out of hand. So, yeah, it never completely went away, but things were going in the right direction. Now things are going in the opposite direction. So since we started opening back up and the economy's going and we're opening up now, California is in, I don't know, stage 67. I don't know how many fucking stages we have. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Jim, We're just trying to get to stage 69. Come on. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I know. Jeez. It's like, okay, when are we going to get to the level when we fight the, the, the boss or something? You know, right? It's like, okay, okay we'll, we'll keep going. Anybody got the contra code? Quick. Up, up, down, down. What was it? What was it? You know, just give me the extra life. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, start. Boom. There, there you go. Boom. 30, 30 lives. COVID, they got nothing on me. Oh man, how sad is it that I could still remember that code? That means I put that code in a lot when I was a kid. Oh, dude, everybody does. I still remember that with a passion. Like I don't even, I, I probably couldn't even tell you. Like it's up, up, down, down. But my fingers, boom, automatically knows. And like I can probably do that in like two seconds. Like that, 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 boom, and I got thirty lives, and I'm good to go. Good to go. Good to go. At least to pass level one. Yeah, exactly. Like waste fifteen lives on the first level. I still got fifteen more to get to the rest, and then I die in stage two. Never really was good yeah, gotcha. But this COVID-19, you got to admit, it was getting better before when everything was on lockdown. I think it was obviously we knew that it was kind of go, that we're going to be like a small little spike. Now, I think where the argument lies is exactly how bad that spike is. Is it crazy to the point where everybody thought it's going to be a second wave and we're going to start closing shit down again? No, I don't think it's anywhere near that. Uh, statistically, and I can't even fucking say that word, you know, facts of the matter. <laughs> there you go. Just Thanks. skip the word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Facts of the matter is at least from what I've read and take this with a grain of salt, but at least 22 states are seeing a jump in COVID cases since we started to open back up. And it's not looking like, like, or it's not looking like the protests are having that much of an effect on the rise in cases. It's been about two weeks since everything started about two weeks ago when everything started with George Floyd and whatnot and scientists and certain things like in Boston, I think they kind of interviewed uh, certain hospitals and things there that they're not seeing a rise in cases from the protest. Now, granted, it's only been about two weeks. Normally they say the incubation period for COVID is about two weeks. Normally you get, uh, you know, that's normally when you start showing symptoms for COVID initially, you probably be able to answer that more than I can. Well, who are these people saying protesting? Like, I don't, I don't understand how they could say it's not from protesting. They're not showing like, so everybody thought like, because everybody was like so close together and protesting and out in the streets that people they were going to see like thousands and thousands and thousands of cases of COVID like this initial, like huge 
uh, rush of like, you know, people going to the hospital because they're starting to feeling sick and they're not seeing that. They're seeing the average cases of what they normally would think uh, without, they're not saying the pro, they're saying the protests are not having an effect on the spread. So, so let far. me, so far. I, I don't know what they're seeing, but I'll tell you what I'm seeing. When we were strong in this, we'll call it wave one, our ICU was pretty much full. Three units of ICU beds were almost full with COVID cases. Now, when the country was closed, we dwindled down to one unit of ICU cases. And it was kind of slowing down where we were like, oh, okay, this isn't so bad anymore. We don't feel overwhelmed. Now we're already trickling into the other units again where we're always short-staffed and we're feeling the pressure and the extra workload. And let me tell you this, when the country was closed, we were just getting those COVID cases. Now we're getting those COVID cases plus the stupid cases where people are getting shot and stabbed again. So the combination it's not looking good for the hospitals. And I'm just telling you what I've seen. But according to my eyes, my hospitals, and what I see, the numbers are going up. And I don't know how they could say it's not from protesting because America's opened up. Protesting, it, it's it's a combination of both. It, it has to be. You cannot tell me that 20-year-old activist Jane Doe is next to like within like six inches of a thousand people or a hundred people and then goes home to 50 and 60 year old dad and grandma and doesn't pass it to them. You can't tell me that it's, it's not the case. They're, they're catching it. They're passing it, but because it was all youth, they probably, they probably not affect it, but they will give it to the weaker immune or the older generation and I am seeing a downtrend in age, too. Uh, it used to be 55 and up. I'm saying 45 now. And and the percentage is still small, but it's it's not un, uncommon to see that age now. So still, I, I'm saying we're heading towards a wave two if, if we're not already in one. I'd probably say it's the beginning stages of wave two. Now, I don't, depending on how bad it gets, you know, I... I can't say. I can't necessarily say if it's going to be to the point where we're going to start locking down shit again. Hopefully, it doesn't get to that point. Do you see well, I, it getting to that? I I don't think we're going to be locked down again. I think the higher powers that be are pretty much going to say, screw the rest of us, and uh, let's just move on. Let the strongest survive. That's what I think is going to happen. I don't think they'll shut down again unless it's – uh a lot bigger number of deaths and COVID cases, but I don't see them closing it because it's an election year. It's um, money, stock market, too many things involved where they don't want to be affected and stuff. So I don't see the country closing again just because of greed. Money talks, man. That's what the ultimate say-so is the dollar bill, dollar, dollar bill. Yeah. Things are getting a little bit lighter, though, too. I think the big thing, what I think was going to be more of why it's going to rise is people are being a little more nonchalant about it, and they're being a lot more relaxed about it, too. Uh, This Orange County alone last week, they lifted the mandatory mask wearing, and they just changed it to recommended wearing. 
Now, there's still businesses like Costco and other places where they require you to wear a mask once you go inside. But noticing a lot of people that they don't have to wear it, they're not required to wear it. Like, fuck it. Okay, I'm just not going to wear it. And which we all know a mask is a really, really big factor of not spreading the virus around. That and washing your hands and making sure you're not touching your face. Right. As you said that, I was touching my face. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Where's the hand sanitizer? <laughs> that. That's why we always say it to make sure we, you know, remind everybody, don't touch your uh, fucking face as I scratch gonna, my beard as I'm saying it. <laughs> I'm going to have to do a podcast in a mask from now on. Yeah, right. Yeah, the face mask, anything. And it's, it's, I get, it's really fucking hard not to touch your face. Like I try to, like, even when I'm running, like the trails that just opened up, you know, I fucking sweat and I'm trying to get it out of my eye and I'm going to freaking rub my eye. The second I thought about that, I'm all like, fuck, I just got Corona in my eye. <laughs> thinking yeah. Half the time I'm doing it. But, yeah. <laughs> corona. <laughs> corona eye now I got. Damn it. Damn it. I wonder, I wonder if, uh, what's the alcohol level on that eye? <laughs> it's so, <laughs> so I was also looking at the numbers. And not only are the, I think it's more than 22 states now trending up. Other countries are trending up, and they're not going through the protesting either. So it's just as as everyone opens up or relax their their laws, um, the cases are getting bigger, and this hasn't gone away, and it doesn't look like it will go away anytime soon. Yeah, I don't see it going away anytime soon. Until a vaccine or something is created to combat this we're still going to be social distancing still going to be having to wear a mask might not be mandatory anymore at one point though but at one point but you should still wear a mask wash your hands hand sanitizer all the stuff to protect yeah. yourself yeah so that's 11 episodes 11 COVID 19 talks we're uh continuing the trend Damn. So let's <laughs> let's go on to the next subject then since we got our COVID talk in I almost want to uh, say, geez, if it doesn't go away, like that, that at least gives us topics to talk about up till like maybe episode twenty six. <laughs> We're gonna change the name. Uh, two two fools saved by or two fools killed by COVID. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but unfortunately, that'd be the last episode. So I don't know. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we reach episode twenty or something by then. Uh, so did you did you hear about what was going on in Atlanta? I've was updated a little bit. So there's a lot of things going on that it's actually very hard to keep up with the news lately uh, with all the media and stuff going around. Um, That is the truth. There's, you know, that talks about the things that happened in Victorville and there's other like talks about what happened like everywhere. And uh, uh, prior to this podcast, you just happened to mention me the stuff in Atlanta and I had no clue about what happened in Atlanta until I started watching the video about it. But uh, why don't Mm -hmm. you uh, fill us in on that? Well, that's crazy that you mentioned the Victorville. I don't know if it was the Victorville one, but one of the the hangings, because there was a couple hangings. One of them, they, they automatically said it was suicide. And people were like, what the hell? How do you just mark a young black man as suicide as a hanging? You didn't even investigate. And then, like, I think two days later, they're like, 
all right, we're going to investigate the rope and stuff. Uh, yeah, should yeah. in a time like this, shouldn't you be investigating all this stuff? It's like, yeah, dude. it's like fucking still, like no red flags we're coming up at all. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, it's just Tuesday. Right? It's you know, that's that we knew it was going to happen. Like, what the fuck? Inven- investigate that shit. You know, something bound to happen, like a public place. Well, at least I think I'm not sure exactly where the, the poor guy was, uh, what happened to him. But yeah, how do you not investigate that? I just got kind of rule it up. With everything going on, how how is there that much stupidity still in the world? It's like at least if you're that stupid, be smart enough to cover up your stupidity. It's like, come on, Google something, something. I don't yeah. know. But so there's that. And then the thing in Atlanta, um, Rashard Brooks was killed by a police officer. Um, I saw the video, which was kind of crazy the way I watched it. Um, so there's two videos. There's one where they, it was the body cam that was released. The cop walks up. He fell asleep in Wendy's drive through. So he was obviously drunk. So he, the cops, um, ask him to take a breathalyzer, get out of the car and all that stuff. He does. And then all of a sudden, as they're about to handcuff him, he freaks out. I don't know if he saw the taser or what, what set him off exactly. But he freaks out and he starts wrestling these two cops. I actually think he won the wrestling match. He <laughs> he didn't do a body slam or a Hulk Hogan leg drop, but <laughs> the dude kind of knocked these two two cops down. He kind of rolled over one. It was on one, so that guy was kind of useless. And then the one on top was going to pull out his taser and tase him. And somehow Richard takes the taser from him and then he takes off running and the cop starts chasing him. And as Richard's running in the video, he clearly looks back and points the taser at the cop. Next thing you know, you hear three gunshots. Richard Brooks is killed. And yeah, so that, that happened and that was pretty crazy. Um, what'd you think when you saw the video? It's a crazy time for something like that to happen because you are really, really, really heavily scrutinizing cops for everything that's going on and like are really hypercritical about every action that they do. Right. In this particular instance, based on what I saw on the video, I, I see two sides. One side that I can't necessarily blame the cop for the actions that he did and the other side that I see of using excessive force. I know it's not a popular mm-hmm. answer, kind of going right down the middle, but I'm just going to explain it like I saw it. So in the yeah. video, necessarily, where I saw the gentleman like kind of wrestling the cops and uh, did a damn good job of like overpowering them, <laughs> and the cops right. had no, no chance whatsoever. Uh, you know, he ended up grabbing the taser, and at that point, you know, he has a weapon in his hand necessarily, and there's arguments of a taser being a lethal or non-lethal weapon. They're on both sides, I've heard of it. Um, right it being like a lethal weapon when the cops use it, it being a non-lethal weapon when other people use it. There's no really definitive like, oh yeah, this is an absolute uh, lethal weapon and it cannot be used. But the fact that, you know, he does have a weapon in his hand because that's what it's labeled as and we're going to call it, like I said, it's a weapon and turn around to shoot. Right. You know, he, the cop is now defending himself in that situation and anybody, if, if you were in that situation and somebody points a weapon at you, you know, what are you going to do? You're the natural response is to defend yourself because it protects yourself at a harm way. 
Mm. You know, some people I might say, you know, well, you should have just took the tase. And <laughs> I mean, maybe you should, <laughs> maybe you should have too. Man, the fuck up, take the taser. You know, fall down so you save save a life. Sure, sure, that's one way to look at it. If you want to look at it that way, um, yeah. the the other form that I see it as far as it being excessive, uh, for, maybe could be excessive force and not excessive force. I never saw in the video where he actually searched the guy. He never like patted him down, at least from what I saw. I don't know if that was part of it or not. Uh, if he patted down the gentleman prior to like hand putting him in handcuffs and whatnot and automatically knows he does not have a weapon on him, then yeah, I feel that's super excessive force shooting the guy behind his back. Um, if he did not do it and had no idea what this gentleman had on him, possibility of him having a weapon or something because they didn't search him, then him turning around, even though it was a taser that he had, you know, you don't know if he reached into his pocket and grabbed something else and turned around and tried to shoot the guy. So it's th- th- there's both sides of the story that can go either way. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm I'm thinking the same. So uh, wrestling, he got away. I was fine, but he he turned and pointed a taser or a weapon. At the cop, well, what do you think is going to happen? Even in a time like this, I can't. How do you tell a police officer to be disciplined and and not shoot a cop or not shoot the um, a suspect who's pointing a weapon at you? Um, he's running, but he's facing and pointing the weapon as he's running. Um, that was a mistake. I don't think he should have done that. But he was, I think they were arresting him for he was being intoxic- drunk. Yeah, he was intoxicated. Yeah, intoxicated. So. so he probably, his senses weren't probably all there either. We all do dumb shit when we're fucked up, man. You know, no doubt about that. So, Yeah, but it's, it's one mistake like that that could end your life. And you could tell, you could tell the cop to use less force. But I'm looking at the scenario, if he doesn't pull out the gun... What's he going to pull out? His taser? He doesn't have his taser. The guy has the taser that's running. So it's like you don't know the outcome or he doesn't know that the cop doesn't know the outcome. What if the taser hits him? Yeah, he's wearing the bulletproof vest, so it might not affect him. But what if it hits him in the neck or the head? What if he has a heart condition? Um, all, All sorts of things could have happened. And it goes to the saying better to be judged by 12 than carried by six. But this cop, it's hard for me to, to blame the cop. I, I don't know their training. It's, it's hard to blame him for his actions in that scenario that I saw. I don't know all the details to it, but you know, if you're going to point a weapon at the cop, there's going to be consequences. There's far less consequences when people don't point weapons at cops. But, yeah, what I was reading, this cop was fired. And I don't know I don't know if uh, he has a case or what's going to go on with that. But it seems like these were one of the instances that maybe the cop wasn't fully at wrong. So whether or not he was right or wrong, this lit a fire in Atlanta and they were furious. So, so when things like this keep happening – Things aren't going to calm down, and that's what the higher powers want. They want things to calm down. So I don't know. I don't know the aftermath from this if it's going to 
because every time something little happens or big happens, this is going to keep continuing. And if we want real change, unfortunately, stuff like this has to be answered. So, I mean, if you look at different things they could have done, it's again, this we're talking about, you know, split decision, like split second decisions in order to make. And right. a split decision could save a life. It could end a life. And we're talking about both sides, the, uh, the, the gentleman who got shot, unfortunately, and the police officer himself, um, you know, he just could have stopped chasing him. And, but then you have somebody who's intoxicated with a weapon kind of running off or, you know, call for backup type of thing to kind of surround a guy and try to maybe in a peacefully there, instead of shooting him in the back, maybe just shoot up in the air, thinking maybe try to scare the guy and, you know, if somebody's shooting at me, I'm, I'm going to like take cover, or get that down on the ground, like, you know, try, try to get out of harm's way. But there's different scenarios that could have, could have done. Right. And, and you also weren't trained by them either. So who knows what they were trained? Yeah, you exactly. Know, anytime, anytime someone points at you, I'm pretty sure they're trained to shoot. Yeah. So. I think that's more just common, not common sense, but just more just kind of like your basic human reaction. Yeah. And if somebody comes up to you and points a gun in your face, you know, or if you have a gun too, I guess, they're pointing it at you, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, I'm going to put it down and hopefully he doesn't shoot you or try to get get him first so he doesn't get you first type of thing. It's it's not yeah. a good scenario either way, either the way it looked at no. it. The whole, the whole thing is fine. Nope. Nope. Anytime someone dies, it's never a good thing. It's magnified 10, ten times in yeah. what's going on right now, so... As far as them getting fired, I feel that was the right move. I think that's the right thing to do. Fire him. You think in so? A, in this scenario, yeah. Uh, do you think it's the right move because political views? Or do you think it's the right move like because he shot? I think it's the right move because he shot. Because he shot the weapon? Yep. And the fact that you know somebody got hurt in that sense, so... Not necessarily saying like he's fired completely and he's never going to come back, but you know, you can launch an internal investigation, you can research it really good, and you can, you know, make because if you think about like the retail shop, right? And this was a lot of kind of like going into the police reform that we're going to talk about, uh, like next and having people accountable for their actions and shit. You know, mm -hmm. if you if you fuck up at a job, what happens? You get fired, right? And like, you know, if you really mm -hmm. fuck up at least, and, and I, I would like to say fucking murdering somebody is a really bad fuck up. So yeah, you shouldn't be transferring another department just getting a slap on your hand saying, okay, we're going to give you a warning. That first guy you shot, you know, we're going to put that under the rug. Don't worry about it. If you know, shoot somebody else though, then we're going to have to maybe, you know, switch it to a different state or something like that to make sure you're cool. No fucking get them off the damn fucking force. And don't just say, okay, you killed that guy. Just don't do it again. And you're good. Hold these fuckers accountable. Okay. But you, when when it's just, when it's earned, like if it's obviously if it's something like we like okay hey like you see this happen like we're gonna like you know fire we're gonna basically put you uh, like on you know leave and fire you and you're not gonna get paid or anything we're gonna look into it and then if yeah. it's actually said okay hey you're in the right you know you, your your life is threatened we don't see anything really um, that's saying you were using excessive force and you were doing things out of uh, unmorally and so we feel that you were made it over the right decision and that call then we're gonna bring you back on then like that when you actually go through the proper procedures and going through all the steps legally i think it's fine i think suspension with the paid leave while they investigate and then they can make their decision if they want to fire him or not 
because how could it be a justified shooting? And then we're like, yeah, you did all the things we trained you to do, but we're going to fire you. I don't think it could be both ways. I think it's either not justified, you shouldn't have shot at all, you're fired, or, yeah, he pointed a weapon at you, it's justified, we're going to investigate, take a leave of absence, and we'll investigate. Well, that's the whole point of, like, all the talks and all the protests and things that are going on. The old methodology Mm -hmm. of, like, what's going on with, like, you know, suspending the guy with pay is not... Mm -hmm keeping them from the same shit happening and happening over and over and over. So I think the fact that they're firing them is saying, okay, we're showing that we're doing a change. We're not going to the same song and dance. And this is going right. to happen again next week. So that's why I think the firing in this case was the right move to do. Showing well, that- that's why I asked you if it was for shooting the weapon or to please the public. I think the firing was to please the public um, because if they're going to label, I don't even know if they labeled it justified or not, but if they point a weapon at you and you shoot, I'm pretty sure they trained you to shoot back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to take a lot of restraint for a police officer not to shoot um, a suspect or someone pointing a weapon at them. Right. You know, they, they shot a kid for holding snick or Skittles in his pocket. I'm pretty sure they're going to shoot the guy holding the taser. Like, that's just my point on that one. Okay. I, I don't know if it could go both ways. But we'll see where it goes from there. But yeah, things don't look like they're getting any better. And I know you mentioned police reform. So this is a good segue to it. So why don't you just go on and explain it? Well, going on to the things that have come out of all the protests uh, today, you know, Trump signed an executive order and he signed executive order to more or less kind of hold police accountable for certain things prior today. When Trump actually signed this order, there was a number of different city councils and states that applied certain police reforms. I'll just label off uh, or just talk about a couple here. Um, so Minneapolis, they moved to defund their police department. So initially just getting rid of the entire police department itself and like restructure from the ground up, which is crazy in a sense. But that's kind of like where it's all started. So mm-hmm. um, the other Louisville bans no knock warrants. You know, Louisville was uh, Breonna Taylor, where she was, where the police knocked down the door and essentially just kind of killed her in her sleep. And the boyfriend, the boyfriend and the cops had like a little gun battle and the cops shot 20 something rounds and ended up killing Breonna Taylor. Um, so they decided to ban no knock warrants. Uh-huh. Baltimore City Council approved more than 22 million in police budget cuts. So they approved by the council and that goes to the mayor now to say, you know, they're taking 22 million away. Uh, New York city council proposes cutting $1 billion from the NYPD, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. California released national reforms to a plan to remove racist cops. And all that kind of led up to today where Trump signed an executive order. And I'll read out a couple of points on his executive order that he wrote. Mostly the main topics okay. was to hold police to a certain standard and with this, this is interesting. The f- if you hold them to like a certain standard, then the police departments get access to special federal grants. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not sure how I feel about that, to be honest. We'll talk about it. I'll go off the other two points. Uh, also, the in, with the executive order, there's a registry for tracking officers that use excessive force. So if they have a history of violence or fuck ups in the past. They just can't get transferred to like another state or another police department without having a history of all that stuff that they did. 
and mm-hmm. other in talks, they talk about using social workers and just other personnel to handle nonviolent issues of either like the uh, domestic argument, uh, not like violence or anything like that. They would send the cops out for that. But if you have an argument with your neighbor, you know, uh, something like that or something that's a nonviolent issue, instead of sending an armed cop, they would send either a social worker or other type of personnel to handle the situation. That's the main points of those. Interesting. I guess we'll go talk about the first one, the federal grants. So you, they basically said they're going to give out grants if they follow standards. Basically, so follow if they follow the rules and be good, they get money. Yeah, if you're good, you get a cookie. Essentially, what is that? It's like me being a driver and I have insurance, and if I don't, you know, crash my car over the year, I get a good driver discount, and I happen to get a break on it. So. Hmm. The first thing I think of is who is who says it's they're following standards. Is it a guideline? Is it a specific person? Who gives out the money? Who issues it? Could they? Could it just be like a a contractor? You know how like an NFL contract is. If you rush for a thousand yards, you get a extra two million dollars or something. Is it something like incentive based? And then who's making the incentives? Because they could they could say all this shit to please the public, and they could be so easy to accomplish or attain that it's like they lost nothing at all. So I'm curious, like who's in charge of um, giving it, giving yeah. all the rewards out? Yeah, I agree with that. Like that first one, that's it, I am not a huge fan of that. Like to a certain standard, it's like we weren't before. Like, fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, all of a sudden now, oh, okay, now we're going to, you know, hold them to a certain standard that they should have been. I mean, at least I guess right. they're admitting to, you know, they're not performing to the level that we expect them of to. And I'm not saying all cops, but certain departments and branches and things. Minneapolis mm-hmm. in particularly because they're practically building a whole new police force now because they're pushing all the other ones out and bringing new ones in. But right. it's it's like you said, it's incentive based. And I don't necessarily know how I feel about it, that we have to bribe our own police department to do good. Right? Isn't that sad? That's like you took a fucking oath. That's what you're supposed to do to begin with. Yeah, they're here to protect and serve, but it seems like they're just protecting and serving themselves. Yeah. I don't know. And I know it's not all of them. I know it's not all cops. But just with the topic and the current events... It's not. It doesn't look good. These these few cops are making the rest look bad, and it is what it is right now. So, so it doesn't look good at all, and you don't even know who to trust. Right. And to, to go on top of what you just said, and I totally one hundred percent agree. It's not all cops. Um, so people always say like, you know, well, don't call me out because I'm not that person. You're not that person, no. But the fact is that when that person, the bad quote unquote cop, is doing a sort of quote unquote kind of like bad thing. There's normally five or six other fucking officers around there that does not say shit. So you right. know, fucking man the fuck up and like say, you know, hey, you know, don't do, get your fucking knee off that guy or stop choking that guy out. You know, you're going to end up killing him. Stand up to the person and hold these fucking assholes accountable for fucking up what is supposed to be a highly respected service. Right now, nobody respects him for shit. Yeah. And San Francisco's mayor actually just uh, put that into uh a law or something where where the cops need to uh, make other police officers stop if they're if they're acting out of line. 
So that's actually a, a law that was put in place by uh, the mayor of San Francisco. So yeah. good for him showing support and accountability for the good cops because it's not it's easier said than done because you could be a good cop, but if you know a phone is videotaping you, you could be scared of what that cop's doing to the person or you could be scared of you stopping the cop and then the rest of the police force seeing it, and now they're against you. Yep. You know, so it, it's crazy. It goes both ways. Yeah. They're afraid to speak up and afraid to stand up because of what's going to happen to them. Right. And then the next thing you talked about was, what was it, registry tracking? Yep. Tracking to essentially almost like a registered sex offender. You're a registered police abuser or police force excessive force abuser or something like the that. only thing i gotta say about that is it's fucking sad that they're gonna try to put this in place now when they easily could track everything yeah what the fuck has this been for the for, last like yeah wherever, five or ten years they're like they're like oh we we just heard of this thing called the internet the yeah. computer google no you can find this shit you could go on their facebook and see that they're they're have a Nazi sign on their damn chest or, yeah. or a Confederate flag. You can find all this shit. It's like, like know, poli- it's police not- officer goes to a new uh, department or whatever. Oh, your department, let me see your badge number. Okay, hang on one second. Oh, you killed three guys. You know what? No, sorry, yeah. man. You can't. <laughs> yeah, not instead of like, okay, hey, you're all clear. You know, nothing's and I didn't find anything crazy. You know, welcome to the force. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, you have 17 infractions. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think you're a good fit. Yeah, exactly. most people most people have twenty infractions. <laughs> twenty get that twenty. That's when you know you're fucking up, right? But seven, yeah, you're still good. Just don't get those other three. Yeah, you're on thin ice, Mister. You kill that next person, <laughs> and yeah, we're gonna have a talking. <laughs> and then we're gonna, we're gonna then, send you. We're gonna send you home and pay you a bunch of money, and that's what's gonna happen. Oh God, right? And then the social worker or other personnel for nonviolent calls. See, I don't know how I feel about that either because I'm on the fence on that. Because there's, there, I get the intention, and most incidents, there's not going to be anything that escalates. But what about that one that does? Now, now a social worker might get killed because they got sent out to a wrong call. Right. You know, maybe, maybe, uh, yeah, there's a spousal abuse call, and they didn't realize the spousal abuse guy committed murder or something, or, or he has uh, priors for whatever. You know, reason. So now you're sending uh, someone out there that's not trained to deal with the situation if it turns bad. Yep. So I, like, I don't know how I feel about that. I like the idea. I'm just worried about the execution. Kind of like how you, what you stated. Now, they, they ended up Al, Albuquerque, New York, I think, they actually started doing something like this prior to Trump actually putting this in the executive order. Their mandate, mm-hmm. though, was to have a social worker accompanied by a police officer or some type of just like an officer in general while they go out to these calls in Trump's executive order. That's not necessarily required. So they can kind of go out on their own. Right. So it might just be state dependent or they'll change it up or something. Yeah. 
I mean, it might be. I mean, I, I get it and I understand and we're very, very highly more sensitive now to like mental illness and other things without using excessive force. And you're not supposed to use excessive force with a mentally unstable, you know, person right. that did this make it worse. So the fact that we bring in social workers or other personnel in order to handle these situations, a person who's actually trained to do it. And I'm sure cops are trained in somehow and how does, you know, handle things, but that's what they do necessarily. I see it as a positive. It could possibly bring down a lot of these heavily violent cases. Maybe. I mean, it's it's still, we'll see. I, I see the light at the end of the tunnel on how this can actually have a positive effect. Yeah, whether, whether it works or doesn't, you see things in motion. And this is good because right. you didn't really see this before. So at right. least the wheel is turning, the ball is rolling. There's things moving, but I don't know if it's enough for for what's happening amount of time that it has been happening. I think a lot more has to be done. But the fact that things are going forward is a good thing. It's going forward. But the biggest thing that came out of this, like, I guess, fallback, you can call it, was Trump executive Trump's executive order did not have anything involving, you know, trying to put a stop to racism. Does that surprise you? No, not really. But I mean, it is fucking me tough, either. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me either. People, people want to hear it, but I, it's not going to happen. He, he's an old man. He's stuck in his ways. He's not going to give in. You know, he's proud. He's not. He doesn't admit things. Still, we've we've heard him lie about his lies. He's been caught in his lies, and he still lies about them. So, so we're not going to hear anything about this racism. I think it's just wishful thinking on the media part because it'll make big news, but you're not going to hear anything about that. No. And even if we did hear something about that, I don't think we would care because we would think he's lying anyway. So like, oh, what's somebody, the whole point? somebody told him to say that shit. He wrote it out. That's right. That trade right. wasn't Trump. <laughs> that's the only thing he, he listened to on his writer. The guy who writes for him, that's the only thing he listened to. Everything else he just throws out. Exactly. So did you hear Dave Chappelle? I saw it on YouTube. I guess he did like a little, I don't know what you would call it. Definitely was not a comedy. But let's just say a show. Did you hear the show on YouTube about Dave Chappelle? Yeah, it was amazing. Like it's supposed to be, it actually was supposed to be a comedy show, I think, or kind of a little bit of stand up, but it wasn't. I mean, he had, he cracked a little joke here and there. Yeah, he, he, he did a couple jokes, but it was definitely. He even asked the crowd. He even asked the crowd if um, if he wanted him to do jokes or just him talking. They were fine with him talking, so he talked, and it was crazy. Isn't it crazy that we're listening to comedians for common sense and direction, and then we're laughing at the politicians? Isn't that crazy how we're asked backwards? A little ironic, yeah. If you're thinking about so, it, but yeah. So when I uh, heard um, when I heard it, him speak and he slowly led into it, holy crap! I did not think I could be like get that emotion brought into me again over this. And he brought it back into me. The dude just starts off and he he describes an earthquake and how he was scared, but he didn't scream. Because he knew if he survived this earthquake that lasted for 35 seconds, he knew he didn't want to be able to be like, I let my fear show on the outside. 
So he held it on the inside. And then he gets passionate, and he's like, that was 35 seconds, and he was like, but this man had a knee on another man's neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. Yeah. 8 minutes and 46 seconds. And he just kept saying that number, which is crazy. Because, and when you compare it to a 35-second earthquake, which we in California can, it's just crazy that a dude just held it on his neck, a knee on his neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. And, yeah. And then he also explains that him and the other celebrities, and he made a very good point, how they didn't speak up. Because the streets don't need them to speak up. A man got killed by a cop. Why does it matter if a movie star, a comedian, a football player speak up? He made a great point. Like, like what do you want from them? You know, like the streets don't need them to be like, oh, it's okay to, to be angry. No, you're going to be angry because a man was killed by a man. You don't need someone's permission to be angry over that. So he just said a few good points. <laughs> then the one the one joke, I guess I will say it. He brings up Candace Owens. And uh he brings up Candace Owens and he's like, I would kick her in her stinky ass pussy. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know if it stinks. But I'm like sure I... it does. <laughs> he's all like a second I'll find out, I'll let you all know. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'll let you know in a second. <laughs> he's like, but I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. But Candace Owens, well, she's black. I when when I heard her name, I was like, oh, another white chick. <laughs> she's black. And she brought up George Floyd's rap record and why he deserved to die and all that other shit. And I've hear and I hear this on Facebook and other social media of people justifying his death because of his previous um rap sheet or record or things he have done. That's bullshit. Stop using that as an excuse. What he did in the past has no reason for a cop to kill him right then and there. There's no reason. He was arrested for a $20 forgery um, call, and he died over that. That I don't know why people are losing, are using excuses of other things to justify why that man died. There's no reason for that man to die. Stop bringing up past, present, future, all that shit. He was killed. Like, stop bringing up excuses. Like, and it's not just Candace Owens and other people. This is stupid mentality justifying why it was okay for one man to kill another man. And it's not okay. It's not. The dude, they brought up, like, rap sheet. It doesn't even matter. I'm not even going to bring up his rap sheet. It doesn't matter. Whatever he did in the past did not justify him to be killed in that moment. So I wish people would stop bringing that up as a justification because it's getting annoying, it's getting old, and it's it's not justified. So stop it, please. I'm and not then, even going to make a comment. You hit it right on the nail, brother. That's 100% agree. Yeah, I know. I, get, I know. Sorry, guys. I get passionate. No, I'm just saying. But... <laughs> yeah, right on. I agree well, 100%. All right. And then I'll, I'll just end it with this. Dave Chappelle's last sentence and people laughed about it a little bit but when you listen to the words it's not really a joke and it's kind of scary 
Um, these aren't exact words, but um, so Dave Chappelle, he ended his show by saying like with everything going on and when social justice is not being served, you're going to hear the next step is rather tat, tat, tat. And that's crazy. Rather tat, tat, tat. You just had a rich black American pretty much warn the country what the next step is. The next step is bullets are going to be flying. People are going to be killed. If things don't get resolved and this shit keeps happening, there's going to be no peace. There's going to be no justice. There's just going to be people getting killed, cops getting killed. This is not good. Not good. And they laugh, but I don't think they realize like how serious of a line that was where he ended his show that millions of people are now watching. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, he's not wrong either. That's no, I I I can see this being the next step if um if the government and, and things don't change and people are put in place or punished or justice isn't served. So I guess we should end the show. All right, everyone. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Be safe, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Have a good one.